welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 133 for the 18th of March, 2010. Well, hi, Ian, and welcome to my couch. Uh, indeed, we are on your couch in the in the bat cave. <laughs> in the bat cave, indeed. <laughs> Where Ian has been demonstrating his ineptitude at uh, first-person shooters. <laughs> but there we go. But it looks um, so good on your great I, television I'm screen. I'm glad to be in the company of someone who's worse than me at first-person shooters. It's a rare well, That's why I didn't want to make you feel bad by beating you at everything. You were playing left-handed. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so here we are on the couch, uh, episode 133. Yep, and we talk about uh, what's kind of, well, I guess what's notable, what we think's notable or noteworthy or talkable aboutable in the world of uh, digital media and entertainment, but with a particular sort of thematic line where we do business news, technology news, content delivery news. A bit of mobile and uh, portable devices, gaming and, uh, and any other technology news which we think's a bit wacky and interesting. Funky, funky, funky. So, um, kicking off, I guess, mm-hmm. um, in the business side, uh, an area that we're kind of looking at quite a lot is uh, the set-top box world, and mm. lots of rumours for a long time about um, Google, Android being suitable for set-top boxes, and this mm-hmm. is the first kind of, I guess, news, really. Uh, I don't know mm. where, where's the, what's the source of this, but basically we're saying Google... Um, Intel and Sony are bringing something called Google TV, and I even heard that Logitech were lined up to make peripherals, um, remote controls, speakers, and things like that. And a tiny keyboard. Uh, <laughs> sounds like Web TV 3.0 yeah, or something. Or not. But, um, uh, but uh, Google, Intel, and Logitech have all declined to comment, of course, mm. um, and a Sony spokesman said he was not familiar with the project. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not unusual. So. But then Sony has, I think, got... Um, have a look later on. Um, a lot of content, clearly. Oh, on yeah. The PlayStation I mean, Network, and so they could yeah. hook up to that, whereas Google doesn't have any content, really, does it? Well, they have YouTube. As I said, <laughs> <laughs> I repeat, Google doesn't really have any content. So, Well, um, everyone's... Uh, the clues that they've picked up on is that everyone's advertising for Android developers. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, with audio and video product... Experience with building audio and video products based on the Android platform. Okay, so this is a joining sort of two and two and making seven. Making seven, kind of yep. Thing. So, uh, but there's a lot of this at um, at the... Not the GDC, but the um, mm-hmm. the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. Yeah. A lot of saying, you know, come and develop apps for our store, luring developers in, because mm-hmm. clearly all these app stores need apps to feed them. Exactly. So... Um, We'll wait and see. Google is expected to deliver a toolkit for TV, I suppose, in the next few months. Hmm. Well, I mean, they've got their Google TV ads, which is uh, a mechanism by which they've been selling selling advertising on a handful of satellite and small cable yeah, television Yeah, I, th- I think they're doing some trials. That's, uh, yeah. But obviously, there's a lot of, I guess, kind of network-attached storage devices which are offering mm-hmm. services. We, we heard that, uh, was it um, Walmart bought Voodoo? That's day? right. So, yeah. I mean, there, there are lots of and the boxy box and there's a Cisco mm-hmm. box and all mm-hmm. this kind of thing. So they don't really, there is no OS at the moment, if you could say, for connected devices, Correct. TV connected devices. But I mean, this would be cool if, uh, I mean, if Android is the future for set-top boxes as well, then that would, I mean, there's already a bunch of apps out there for Android. You could immediately, immediately run them on your TV. 
if you'd want to. But so I'm not. <laughs> see, I had a look at. Uh, we we may have talked some time ago about this. Uh, Marks and Spencers. They've got TV. Marks and Spencers is a. It's kind of a pseudo premium retailer here mm-hmm. in the UK, mm-hmm. and they came out with a, they announced um, with the Oregon browser, which is called Onyx, a uh, net connected TV. And it's and I was looking at it oh, right. this week, and it first of all, I mean the remote control, it's like ooh. Could you have squeezed more buttons on there? I don't think oh, so. No. And it's like fully, we've learned by now that I mean, it's more just, buttons don't make a better. Well, control. it's just like I didn't quite understand. I mean, you've lot. How do you go back? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a nice on-screen presentation, it must be said, but right. um, the content wasn't really there. I mm. mean, yeah, as we keep saying, you don't have TV. The <laughs> 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 yeah, they had YouTube and stuff like that, and, and three widgets, but it, right. I mean, there was no, okay. wasn't much more than that. So. Uh, an iPlayer, of course, from the BBC. But I mean, oh, most course. most devices with their sort of got iPlayer or you know, big screen or YouTube mm-hmm. big screen or something mm-hmm. like that. So, like YouTube XL is cool, isn't it? Um, so that's kind of quite interesting, I suppose. Yeah. So uh, continuing business news, one of the one of the uh, the challenges with new platforms is that as an advertiser, that's where you're going to make your money. Yeah. Then uh, you need to be able to measure it if you're going to be able to sell ads on it. Mm. So this is quite interesting, I guess, for obviously iPad. I mean. We talked a little bit about iPads going on sale in the last mm-hmm. episode, and indeed they have. Um, we've got a story about that later on. But um, this is something, a, a little story from the Audit Bureau of Circulations, or ABC as it's known in the digital publishing world, uh, has made has made a change, which presumably someone asked them to make a change. <laughs> presumably. Um, mm-hmm. Saying that mag- magazine circulation uh, on in digital editions uh, doesn't need to be precisely the same layout as the print edition. Not handy, given that the screen versus a bit of paper. Well, what, what does that mean? Though? Well, it means that uh, they can count all magazines in all different formats under the uh, same title see, in the same right. month as by right. the circulation figures. Right. Otherwise, okay, so they can get more advertising based on the fact that they've got a well, I mean, page views. If and we look at it, and realistically, any multimedia magazine format mm-hmm. is going to cost more to produce than a non-multimedia just a you know printed page version mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you've got to cover the cost somehow the creation costs are going to be higher so mm. this opens the door so yeah you can have media enriched magazines delivered on electronic devices fantastic and you can potentially charge more for them have different layout different ads in them even mm-hmm. so i think mm-hmm. that's uh that's good okay um only in america though mm. So I don't know how that'll work. Maybe they lead. I guess they Americans do subscribe to an awful lot of magazines, and most of the magazines there it seems to be. And obviously, I don't have first-hand experience of this yet, but uh, most magazines you seem to get for free, and almost really? free because they're all funded by advertising. Right, so, right. Yeah, that's going to be very important for the, I guess, the electronic publishing business. Very exciting. Well, that's mm. good because uh, I mean, one of the one of the things I'm looking forward to on the iPad is being able to download the odd book and magazines and newspapers and have that yeah. large. Have you pre-ordered? Form. I haven't, well, I can't, can I? No, I don't think you can in the UK, no, that's true. Um, but uh, I'm definitely going to get one. That's just going to be a fun yeah. Good stuff. But uh, I think it's, it's going to be, like, on the internet, video delivered on the internet isn't typically measured, so it's difficult to monetize it. Hmm. But uh, with the walled garden that Apple products are? Well, I, they did buy a mobile, com- mobile advertising company recently, so mm. there's some rumor is that the, that's they, it'll be, well, if Google can, can say well, you're only on advertising <laughs> from us... <laughs> Exactly. I've got a Google blog up at the moment that's got only advertising from Google. From Google, really. yep. CPM of 30, though. 30? You know, I've, got, I've made wow. nearly six pounds in advertising money. Really? Yeah, that was me. I clicked on everything. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Come, you bots. <laughs> there we go. Um, but I think you can only get a payout once you've got like 100 pounds. Oh, oh no. <laughs> which by which I'll be, I'll, I'll, your I'll be blog bored of the blog by then, that's for sure. <laughs> um, anyway, technology. Um, mm-hmm. 3D 
not quite ready you've got here. Yeah. But I well. have countered your not quite ready with a... <laughs> <laughs> Surely it's ready. So let's start with the not quite ready. Bad news first. Well, LG reckons they're not actually going to supply Sky with 15,000 3D TVs. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was 1,500. <laughs> well, it says 15,000 here. That's, maybe these figures get inflated by a factor of 10 each week, I'm not sure. Uh, it said that 15,000 was the total number of tellies it agreed to sell. Okay. But uh, not that they're actually going to I mean, take it. And every landlord that I've spoken to who's got Sky in, the cu- in their pub mm. moans like hell because they have to pay quite a lot of money. To oh, have very that. expensive. So yeah, yeah. I was but what thinking, are you going to do? If you want to have you know, the Premier League football matches, you've got to have Sky in your pub. But are you going to then pony up an extra, what, three, four thousand pounds? For one of these TVs? Probably not. I mean, Sky might glasses. say, we'll subsidise these to someone. Will they subsidise them? I don't know. I don't know. I still can't see people sitting around drinking their beer with their 3D glasses on watching 3D sport. But you haven't seen it, though, have you? I've seen it. That's true. It's Is it good? Yeah. Would you do it? It's quite cool. It's quite cool. <laughs> I think you do it once. It might get, right. get you into a pub, but right. I'm not sure that's going to be worth the investment for a publican to spend that yeah. kind of money. Because not every game's in 3D as well. It's only selected once. Ooh, so. Okay. But again, I mean, the, the, we saw this happen with, with HD. Uh, when the HD sets started coming out and Sky put HD out, mm. there was a big differentiator for the pubs that had HD telly versus ones that didn't. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember the, uh, the pub New Work uh, had big advertising uh, things around town saying, ah, oh, now we've got three, yeah, it's not 3D, HD TV. <laughs> uh, Come and so get it. Big screen. They used to say big screen, not HD, but now obviously HD came, then it's yeah. like HD. So. But uh, maybe, um, maybe 3D are similar sort of thing. So it's working with pubs to encourage them to buy 3D. I, you know what? With this whole 3D thing, I think I think it's going to happen with gaming. I think 3D gaming, which no one's even even talking about yet, will be amazing. Do you imagine you could, you're looking some of the games we've been playing on your fabulous <laughs> home theater system? Imagine if that was in 3D and you could be really yeah, immersed in the whole action. It's amazing. 3D. Do I have some 3D content? Yeah, I did. I recorded some stuff. We can maybe watch some 3D TV later on. But <laughs> cool. it's all anagliptic stuff, so it's not really uh-huh. Not quite the same thing. Yes. Um, so, Very 3D, not 3D, yes and no. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. Yes and no, maybe. But we'll I, I did hear there was yeah, a price war in between Harrods and um, and Best Buy or something in the UK. <laughs> Harrods and Curry's about who can who's doing the best price for 3D services. Wow. Harrods is a premium retailer here. Fantastic. Curry's is like the Best Buy, I guess. Um, so... Content delivery. Now, well, I'm not sure this is actually content, is it? This is more well, pipe delivery. Pipe delivery. Pipe yeah. delivery. Much as uh, here we are in, in the sunny UK, they've sort of said that uh, they will tax everybody to give everyone broadband. Mm. Um, the FCC in America has uh, submitted a plan saying they will get every American, or one third of Americans are without broadband at home. Oh, woe is them. It's funny, there's a, uh, back in the, the 1980s, I think it must have been, uh, one of the prime ministers in Australia made a, a bold mm. claim that uh, that he said that no child will live in poverty by the year 1990, I think it was. Yeah. And so anytime anything like this comes out, everyone paraphrases it as in, you know, no American will live without broadband by the year 2020. <laughs> uh, I think this is the Google lobby getting in there myself and saying, you know, they want to <laughs> well, get... Well, got the bandwidth. What's the they? average? So if they can offer a gigabit per second uh, in a few places, that'll get the average up. <laughs> the average and, up and then right. the Congress will be happy because they're saying to an average... Of, well, that's uh, all you need. A couple of, couple of people with gigabits. Of, an average of four megabits per second. We were just gathering the show notes in here in uh-huh. my, the damp end of the piece of string in the, in the <laughs> village, and uh, mm-hmm. it was straining a bit. We certainly couldn't watch uh, our PlayStation vid zone there. So. Uh, that was, I mean, we got a good five seconds of video before it dropped out. But 
Yeah. So, so what's, I mean, what's your band with the end of your wet piece of string? Well, it's, I get eight megabits fire rate to the exchange, but uh, clearly oh. that's not what's coming down that's to me. Yeah, There's no, a bit of rate so. shaping going on, yeah. but that's that's all the, the more unbundling stuff. I think that's the challenge. So, yeah. Well, their goal is 100 megabits, which is not bad, and the average is about four megabits. So now. We've got a little graph here in the show notes if you take a look at it, mm-hmm. folks, and you can see that uh, the Netherlands is uh, up there Racking with the. Ahead. I don't. Know, what is this? Racking ahead. But that's, they've got about Bro- oh, broadband subscribers per hundred. So thirty-seven yeah, percent penetration. They're still pretty low, actually. Yeah, I thought Korea. I thought South Korea was like massive, but it's only it's even less than that. Yeah, but South Korea, you've got um, in the big in the big metros, you right? Get it. So but in the in, cities, but lots, in the, but in the right, farmers in the fields are going electricity. Mm-hmm. What's that? You know. <laughs> and I guess I mean, to be honest, that's pretty much the same in the US. I think not everyone, mm. you know, not everyone's going to mm. have broadband because most people are getting broadband through cable. That's true. America is amazingly big. Like, there's a lot yeah. of little towns out there that... Uh, that yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to driving across it. We've got on our itinerary in a few weeks' time to see the, the corn on the cob house. Corn on the cob And the, the giant house. pheasant. Jamie, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this is... I think it's uh, southern Minnesota or something. They, even the, the head honcho there said, it's so boring here, we have to put hoardings up to keep drivers away. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's just a long straight road, the I ninety. So, if any of listeners know about this and have got any top tips about what to see on the I ninety, yeah, so do, uh, do send us to uh, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. dot com. That'll be great because James yeah. has got to drive from one side of the country to the other, yeah, and I'm uh, driving from New York to, to San Francisco, and uh, I'm looking for places to look at along the way, <laughs> or any good Audible book recommendations would be equally well received. So, um, that's cool. Um, so, good luck to all Americans up the up the broadband. Um, meanwhile, we talked very briefly, and we're being a bit naughty here by talking about mobile. We're really sort of saying mobile devices, well, not mobile just mobile devices. phones. <laughs> yeah. And I saw your, your Y-Bro, what's your little mobile 3G wireless thing? It creates a... Uh, my Y. My Y, which creates a uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi cute, hotspot yeah. from a 3G yep. dongle thing. Yep. Um, which this works well cool. on this. When you, when you have a 3G when signal. When you have a 3G signal. It does great. Unlike here. Yes. Um, so that's cool. Um, so the iPad did... Uh, start pre-ordering in the US mm-hmm. just after we recorded the last episode and has yep. been you know, allegedly over uh, probably it must be up for nearly a quarter of a million units has allegedly been pre-ordered um, yeah oh, oh easy I reckon I reckon that uh, if you include the reservations taken in store as well it's probably closer to 400,000 wow uh, and they reckon they've uh, probably manufactured about a million uh, at a as a top range mark, or at least three hundred thousand. So <laughs> it's a bit of a range, isn't it? They just you can't just guessing. say a million. There's these factory. The people are bleeding fingers over there in southern China, aren't they? Trying to get these things out. But I, I think that's good. Um, it's looking good. It's looking good. I mean, yep. I still, you know, obviously everyone wants to get their hands on one. Hopefully, uh, there won't be a big sort of if you pre-order, you get one, and then you may have to wait three months while it goes yes, global. You know, that's right. the. Uh, that's the thing. But no, that feeling. I'm sure it'll see. kick on. And lots of rumours about, you know, the Wall Street Journal having an uh, iPad, a flash-free edition. Ooh, really? That's the... They're all going to do... Because that's the other, the big thing mm-hmm. still is no flash. And I don't think we're going to see flash nope. on the iPad. They'll be waiting for HTML5. Um, HTML yeah. Get that uh, all sorted out. So. We shall see. Okay. Um, mm. uh, we'll have to uh, waffle a bit here as we read through this extensively long article. <laughs> About about GDC. This is yours, James. Um, <laughs> so GDC has happened uh, in mm-hmm. Moscow. The in, game uh, game developers conference in in, in uh, San Francisco. Francisco. Um, yep. Big news is um, Steam, which is one of these kind of online distribution models mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. games. It's come to yep. the 
the Mac, which is good news, and Fantastic. lots of uh, bizarrely lots of parties there launching individual games such as Street Fighter Four for the iPhone. Wow. See, that's um, funny because that that sounds like more marketing of games and actually developing of games. Uh, so the GDC has obviously shifted their uh, their focus slightly. Well, I mean, it used to be that my iPhone wasn't really kind of on the list, but now clearly people are making serious money mm. from uh, these games mm-hmm, formats, mm-hmm. and that's becoming. Uh, pretty important. There's lots of, uh, I guess, little competitions there as well. Um, so, you know, things like uh, Dragon Age Origins, um, best audio, best writing, lots of awards coming out there. Um, sounds like uh, it's like a fun time. Actually, I might, I might have to carry on with the next one. It's great. <laughs> it's uh, very uh, kind of developing. I think. Yeah, this is the uh, but I, but I the best. The best. Be- I think the cool. Is this the coolest game? Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy is as tough as <laughs> is as tough is as tough as nails. Platformer where you play as an animated cube of meat who's trying to save his girlfriend who happens to be made of bandages from an evil fetus in a jar wearing a tux. <laughs> now, it's weird. It's funny. <laughs> it didn't win any awards, but you know, you must have taken a lot <laughs> of methadone or whatever it is for that one. That up. They were like down the pub after three pints, going, "We need a game to idea. Yeah, what, what are we, we going to do, oh, guys? Quick. Evil fetus in a jar. That's the one. We'll have one of those." So uh, I don't know how that's all going to work out, but clearly, lots of game stuff going on there, and and other stuff. Um, Rocket Birds Revolution, another wacky game. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, you play as a commando chicken. Codenamed Hard Boiled, <laughs> whose task is, deve- is defeating evil penguins. Um, okay, there's a flash demo online for that one, so do, don't hold that. back. Well, there's always Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which got best game design, best downloadable game, and. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> mm, okay. This is it. Enviro Bear 2000. <laughs> it looks a complete, game. Uh, completely ridiculous. The premise, from what I can tell, involves a bear driving and running over things. <laughs> there we go. Well, there's always Owlboy, which was nominated for uh, one of the awards. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. It's um, a boy shaped like an owl, only more funny. So, uh, with uh, compelling art and unique game uh, gameplay elements. But gaming, I mean, gaming's come on, but uh, we're still waiting for more mm-hmm. platformers. I was reading some interesting stuff um, this week about which are the online game sales are starting to ramp up. Right. And uh, bizarrely, the Nintendo DS is getting quite a lot of that as the DSi is coming out when you've got online connectivity. Yeah, it does have a lot of uh, online content, doesn't it? Uh, but the, I guess the fire hose of online content that hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. is making PS2 content downloadable to PS3. Ah. I mean, uh, you've got a PS3. You can, you can get online content downloaded You can get directly, PS1 can content. Oh, okay. And you, you can download mini games, and there's there's the right. uh, it's not like WiiWare, but PSWare or something, where people right. have made their own games and can submit them as long as they're approved by mm-hmm. Sony, mm-hmm. Sony, as you would say. Um, <laughs> but one you can the, actually download games in their entirety. You, really? you can, but they tend to be pretty small, rubbishy games. Oh, right, you can't okay. download right. like PS2 titles clearly because there's mm-hmm. there's a massive market for PS2 resales. So if you yeah, go into, and even major yeah. retailers like Toys R yeah. Us are taking in, you can exchange games. Wow. So clearly, Sony sees zip from that resale. Yeah, yeah. So what they'd like to do is mm-hmm. kind of, if it's £10 or something mm. for a PS2 game, if they could undercut that and sell it for 5 on the online, online store, then you're gonna do it, aren't you? they're going to make the money. Yeah. Um, but obviously, there's probably lots of licensing restrictions on back catalogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind and of like, the fire hose of games that come out. But of course, you know, we know they're still selling PS2s anyway. So Massively. Yeah. 
I mean, do you have any PS2 classic games that you'd download? Uh, I've got some over there. <laughs> <laughs> but would you, uh, but, I mean, the new PS3... But you can't download things like Guitar Hero. <laughs> well, yeah. But the PS3, the new PS3s can't even play PS2 content anymore, can't they? The newer models can't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, early adopters can. So, I mean, maybe this is part of the rationale is that you'll be able yeah, to download uh, PS2 you content. You'll download the, the content, um, right. And, of course, the new PSP only has downloadable titles. How's that going? I haven't seen any figures. No, no, no word about it. I think the focus is on the DS, I think. Yep, I think everyone's gone, we for, shall the, see. gone for the DS. Now, we always have that other category, or often. Yeah, we've we got uh, a couple of things here. The, the first first one i got there is like my Chumbi arrived this oh, week. Oh, cool. Which, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this thing, but it's I've basically... I've seen a, one, but it's uh, like a <laughs> beanbag with a screen. Uh, this is the Chumbi one, which is a, a, a plastic version oh, right. without the kind of soft bits. Oh. Uh, for, for Why people did you go for that, <laughs> not the squeegee That was cheaper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but actually faster. Um, they had a pre-order special, which was $99. Uh-huh. Uh, for, for people that haven't worked it out, it's like a... They haven't seen one of these things. It's, it's like a uh, smart picture frame, really, with a touch yeah, screen. Yeah, the, the touch screen's about uh, three inches, I guess. So it's kind of... Four by three, isn't it? Or? Yeah, four by three. It's got a button on the top, a USB port in the back. It's Wi-Fi connected to your network. SD card? Uh, no, no storage. Yeah. But it has a USB port, so you could probably do stuff with it. But it's connected to the internet. And the idea is you, you create channels of little mini apps yeah. that load for... 40 seconds or 30 mm-hmm. seconds. And uh, and people have written lots of these little apps. So there's, uh-huh. again, the whole app store content, except this one's all free. So you can download a you know New York Times app and it gives you the headlines. You can okay. click on it and get you know the details. It's oh, got, so you can actually click. I'll, I'll, yeah, you can I mean, I've got it. this dumb picture frame which can read RSS feeds and you mm-hmm. can go to frame mm-hmm. channel and you can set up your own. Mm-hmm. And that, that does some server-side passing, but there's no interaction. It's just a... No, this is all interactive. So yeah. it's, uh, you can get more details. You can watch film trailers. You can... Uh, you look at your Facebook updates, Twitter. But it's a bit chunky, Twitter. isn't it? It's not something you're going to carry around with you. No, you wouldn't carry around it's with you. It's a bedside you'd, table. You'd put kind it beside your bed, yeah. yeah. So you can set it so it goes dim at night time and just has the clock and some really pretty clocks on it. And then <laughs> in the morning it wakes up and gives you the news and gives you your Twitter updates. Does it kind of speak stuff. as well? Can it audio? I guess it, it has audio. So you can uh, you can plug your iPod in and play iTunes oh, stuff. It must have some cracking speakers in it. Uh, oh. the, the, the only downside is the screen is okay, but the screen isn't... Actually, it's not that good. It's colour, but it's not, you know, it's not yeah, crisp yeah, it's or anything. Yeah, it's not super bright. And, uh, for 99 bucks, what do you expect? The audio quality. Must have cost you more for uh, posting it. Well, funnily enough. And Mr. <laughs> Mr. Import Duty. Yeah, Mr. Import Duty. And uh, it, it got posted uh, to the wrong address and then got sent back. So it's actually been across the Atlantic a couple of, three times now. Oh, right, it's right. finally <laughs> made it to me. Uh, it's, it uh, didn't go to Australia, your normal trip. No, normally, <laughs> normally it ends up in Australia <laughs> and goes around the world. But your special import tape. It's kind of cute. It's oh, okay. Um, and you can send messages to other chumbies. It's kind of so open source, isn't it? It's sort of like... Hackable. Yeah, I don't know where it's Flash or Java. I, I haven't delved into it, but yeah. it's it's something easy enough that people have created, you know, 1,500 apps for oh, it. Okay. You can, all cool. sorts of content available for it. Very cool. You haven't brought it with you, have you? Uh, no, I shouldn't. No. <laughs> um, but this other cool story, which is really... If you haven't heard this story... You've obviously not looked at the internet recently. <laughs> um, but this is uh, another, well, it's one of these kind of disgruntled employee things. Mm-hmm. And this guy, uh, have we got a name for him? Uh, Omar Ramos Lopez. Oh, here we go. Um, so what did Omar do? Is it him or is he the guy who... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he was he was arrested. Yeah, he, he basically, he, he worked for a company that did... Um, I guess car immobili- remote car immobilization and tracking systems. Which is pretty cool. You know, if your car gets stolen, you want it to yeah. be able to 
you know, be immobilized. And, and I know a lot of, uh, fantastic. I guess a lot of rental cars, certainly in the US, have got trackers on them so they know where they are. And right, you, nice. if you take them out of state, Ooh, you, uh, goes you know, the black helicopters appear. I guess they immobilize <laughs> the car, to be honest. Um, yep. So basically, what did he but do? He, he got a bit upset. He, and, was, uh, he was given the sack, right? He was given the sack and he decided to get back at everyone by activating the kill switch for 100 cars owned by the company's customers. So he did a remote login and <laughs> and uh, there's a remote horn trigger which basically got kill devices. 100 cars, switched them off and made the horn go continuously. And the only way to stop that was to remove the battery, you know, which these days in a car is not all that easy. Uh, so there were a few very unhappy people. With, uh, so, if you've had uh, a car with a horn going off in your local suburb, uh, <laughs> maybe it was, it was Omar. Omar. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's... About, I would say that's probably just poor security by allowing Absolutely. one individual to activate these things. You need to have, yeah. like, you know, when they had nuclear weapons in the old days, or they still have them now, you had two people had to turn the key at the same time. You <laughs> couldn't say, oh, damn, I had a bad day at work. We're going to nuke the world. <laughs> that's right. It's not quite nuke in the world, is it? But there we go. But still, I mean, you can imagine it could get a lot worse. But do think about this if you're implementing anything that could cause catastrophic harm in your system. <laughs> that, uh, Let, make sure two people need to say, <laughs> yes, that's a good switch. idea, <laughs> before uh, making it happen. And don't sack two people at the same time on the same work <laughs> yeah, That's another exactly. tip for management. There we go. <laughs> so, I guess on... <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that management tip there, uh, we'll uh, end the uh, 132. Uh, it's been great for you to listen, I hope. And, no, it's 133. Uh, is it 132? No, it's 133. 132 last year. That's my word. We're just cracking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, it's been uh, great chatting about what's happening. And, yeah. uh, Do let us know what's going on and send us email. Be back at onthecamppodcast.com. And look forward to talking to you next week. Yes. <laughs> It's goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Bye.